Oh, hey, Drew. Okay, so before we start the show, I've been yeah. dozing through a bunch of old, like, Doctor Strange comics. I found a message and maybe even, like, a spell that's uh, hidden inside the first volume of Strange Tales. It's true. Uh, hey, buddy, I don't want to, like, call your judgment into question here, but you really should watch out for the stuff you buy on eBay, dude. <laughs> Man, I do what I want. Um, if you... <laughs> but from what I've seen, if you, uh, if you take the first letter of each word bubble, not thought uh, bubble word bubble that dr uh-huh. strange says in each issue uh-huh it spells out a word a word of incredible world changing power uh-huh okay so what crackpot website did you see this on i found it around places hey you want to uh, hear the word drew uh sure what is the word <laughs> all right here we go All creation is divided into cycles. Some on Earth have called them yugas, the ages of man. The first age is perfection, order unstained by the shadow of chaos. Perfection for 1,728,000 years. The second yuga still finds man in harmony, the universe in balance. But something unwanted emerges, something wrong. In the third yuga, chaos's influence is finally felt. It rises up to challenge order, and suffering spreads its wings and flies across the cosmos, and the worm of madness begins to burrow through men's minds. And so it remains for another 864,000 years. Then comes the Kali Yuga, fourth and final age, when chaos rises triumphant, when the forces of destruction grow in fury, when the universe dissolves in fire. My name is Conrad, along with my co-host Drew, and welcome to the latest episode of Dr. Fate Accompli, the weekly podcast where we recap the adventures of the one and only Dr. Fate, Master of Order on Earth. How's it going this week, Drew? It's going pretty great, man. All right. You can find the show on iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and any fine podcast app. You can contact the podcast at drfadeaccompli at gmail.com. Remember, accompli has two Cs. And on our Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram accounts, or our podcast network site, cradaline.com. Drew. Yes. This week is the week, buddy. Oh, man. After, I've been super excited about this for a while. After over, 40 ep- after over 40 episodes of this show and 40, 45 years of uh, comic book coverage, we finally come <laughs> to Dr. Fate number one. <laughs> finally. You know, this is like the moment of redemption here. And eventually, eventually, we're going to get that Dr. Fate movie. You just you watch. Hey, who's to say, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, we've bought, we've been through the 40s with more fun and all-star comics when Dr. Fate joined the Justice Society of America to fight Nazis here on the home front. And, and then eventually he uh, tra- uh, 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 eventually crossing and fighting the them in Europe as well. We've 
gone through the hard times from the 40s to the 60s when we when a crisis on Earth one on Earth one and Earth two brought the Justice League to Earth two, where the Justice Society still still reigned supreme, and then just a whole bunch of crises until finally Doctor Fate joined the the uh, main DC timeline, eventually settling down in both All Star Comics and then an extended period as part of the All-Star Squadron in the early 80s, which was sort of, you know, as you'll recall, recap stories of Dr. Fate and the rest of the Justice Society's exploits during World War II. Right. With all that, we finally made it through the crisis on Infinite Earths and everything else. With the crisis complete, all the DC universes have been folded into one universe, which means that as opposed to Fate being... uh, on some alternate timeline, he's now part of the main timeline. And, you know, for now, anyway. Well, I mean, listen, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get too far into new stuff because we'll get there eventually. But you know, yeah, there's going to be a I lot know. of there's going to be folding and refolding. That's kind of how it goes. You know. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's going to be a couple of years down the line. Blah blah blah. Anyhow, for now though, we got fate. <laughs> Finally, this is part of sort of a series of comics that the, that, that DC did after the crisis to sort of reintroduce and, and re-explain basically how um, all the different DC superheroes sort of fit in together and what they're going to be like in this new world, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, sure, like probably the most famous one generally is like the Man of Steel comics, which sort of showed the new version of, of Superman where he's kind of depowered in comparison to his Silver Age reality, you know? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is sort of the fate one. Get a chance to see fate, and we get a new fate. Finally. Aw, oh, come on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, it is true. We've been on, you know, we, 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 we've only had the one, right? Yeah. I, I'm just, like, really excited for when we get to the new stuff and, like, we start dealing with uh, Khalid. Well, okay. I mean, hold on. Hold your horses, buddy. That's a yeah, wild yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. I... I know, I know. I gotta walk before you run, but you know, it has been Kent Nelson since the 40s, so it's interesting to get some new blood. We'll get to it. But, um, yeah, so I just want to sort of set this, set that stage, uh, recap for maybe new listeners or something. You know, Dr. Fate, he's the repre- he's a, basically a, 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 you know, what, an extra planar entity from the realms of order named Nabu, who... First in ancient Egypt and now in modern times sort of possesses a willing uh, human to, you know, project his will upon the earth, basically. And also kind of a jerk. Just throwing that out there. I mean, he does what he has to do. Uh, Okay, yes. I've I've expressed my opinion before on this. I still think he's kind of a jerk. And as a, uh, you know, and as a champion of order, like, disorderly superheroes sometimes rub him the wrong way. That's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah. But that, um... Yeah, but he's still generally good. He's got a big, he's got a big mouth in his chest. That's Nabu that he can talk to, you know. Yeah, a lot of people forget that stomach mouth for for Doctor Fate. Don't don't sleep on the stomach mouth. Yeah, that's yeah. Generally, though, <laughs> if you're a new Doctor Fate fan or you're new to the podcast, you'll just want to know what he looks like. Doctor Fate's mostly like light blue and yellow. He's got blue jumpsuit or a blue, you know. Uh, spandex bodysuit with yellow boots and gloves and sort of a, a high-waisted Speedo, I'd say. Like, it's a Speedo, but it kind of comes up to, like, his pecs, basically. 
I believe the word you're looking for is spanks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. He's got yellow spanks. <laughs> then yellow cloak with an amulet and a sweet uh, yellow helmet that, you know, covers his whole face and just has eye holes. And weirdly, his human ears pop out in the end, which doesn't seem safe to me. But I'm not in charge of, Na- of, of Naboo stuff, you know? Eh, whatever. Anyhow, shoots beams, does all kinds of stuff. Representative order, Dr. Fate! Good stuff, man. It's yeah. Good stuff. And with that, oh, and of course, because he's Dr. Fate, he speaks with a sweet word bubble that is um, a regular word bubble outlined in the same light blue as his jumpsuit. Yeah, man. Like when he's going to talk, he talks epic. Come on. That's that's totally fair. So, yeah. but enough of our yakking and setting the scene, Drew. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the scene <laughs> <laughs> with Dr. Fate number one from July 1987, Cycles. J.M. DeMatteis, writer, Keith Giffen, illustrator, Dave Hunt, inker, Augustin Maz, letterer, Anthony Tolan, colorist, Denny O'Neill, editor. Oh, hey, J.M. DeMatteis, he's a pretty good author. You know, yeah. he, he wrote some uh, some stuff in for Marvel for, like, the Defenders and that Doctor Strange guy um, in, like, the 70s. Ooh. Exactly. Anyhow... <laughs> Let's uh, so the story begins with Doctor Fate in full regalia. He's fighting a bunch of minor demons, the children of Typhon, and Weird as swamp-looking dudes. Yeah, they're kind of like green, mouthy dudes. Yeah. As Doctor Fate defeats them, he calls out Typhon, and Typhon himself appears, and he's, I'd say, a more giant mouth dude, basically. Uh- Big old swamp dude with a giant mouth. Yeah. So the two of them fight. Typhon says sort of, I'd say, standard supervillain stuff about uh, both. You're getting like you're getting old and slow, Dr. Fate. And then the future belongs to us because we're chaos and whatever. Yeah. And Dr. Fate's like, nah, I'm fast enough to kick your butt and uh, order forever chaos never, you know? Nice. Tell but, like it what it is. <laughs> but as he's about to lay the killing blow on Typhon, Doc, uh, Dr. Fate disappears and reappears in the Halls of Order, where uh, the uh, Masters of Order have called him back to basically yell at him, I'd say. Oh, okay. <laughs> they let him know that his war against chaos and the general sort of decision of the Council of Order is that the war has been lost. It's time for them to surrender. Wait, what? They say that Yuga thing that we said at the start of the episode, like how we're, we, we've entered the fourth age of destruction and whatever, uh-huh. and basically, uh, you know, chaos is going to win. They're going to destroy everything. But hey, uh, once they do, we'll start back up in the in the first order again. So let's just, like, chill out. You know, come back here. We'll play some We'll play some gin, some gin rummy or something like that. You know, whatever. But yeah, it doesn't mean that like everything dies, though. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Way, way to bring us all down. You know, uh. Doctor Dr. Fate has similar objections <laughs> of like, I don't know if I could let, if I can just sit by and let everyone die. At which point, Order pops Dr. Fate's head off and confronts uh, Kent Nelson, old man host of Dr. Fate. Oof, he is... He's super he is, old. He's getting up there. I mean, you know, he's he's looking his age in as much as 
It's been 40 years since the ten, since the 10-year-old boy of Kent Nelson was aged to be 20 years old and then <laughs> begin fighting for be, be, begin fighting for Nabu and the forces against forces against chaos, you know. Right. Um but Kent still, you know, basically the Lords of Order ask if Kent still really wants to continue on this now useless, unwinnable fight against chaos and on sort of the cliffhanger of like, are you willing to die fighting chaos, old man? We jump to like a snowy park. From what I've read, it seems like it's in Gotham. Uh, but basically, a blonde lady in a fur coat is taking like a redheaded kid out to like play in the snow, basically. And mm-hmm. the kid doesn't want to go. And the lady is like, get out of here. Go play with kids your age. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay. We learn that uh, the kid is named Eric and the lady is named Linda. And as Eric goes to play, Linda flashes back, basically saying that, like, I guess she was married to a mobster who had, who, uh, who is, she was married to a mobster. The mobster's Eric's father. Uh, she's Eric's stepfather. The mobster died. And now all that's all that she has left is her fabulous wealth from being married to a mobster and this son Eric, who she you know who's her stepson, but she loves. Sounds like she has it rough. She also talks about how Eric is a whole is an old soul and that they share a bond that is frankly like as you're reading it, kind of creepy. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. No, that's a little weird. I would describe that if if she stood up someplace and explained her feelings for this 10-year-old boy, people would describe those feelings as inappropriate. Uh-huh. Um, but as she smokes and sort of waits for Eric to finish playing, Eric has disappeared and wanders off hand-in-hand hand with a creepy old dude. Uh, no? Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, no. But the old dude's taking him to Salem, which is, of course, the... Um, the headquarters of Doctor Fate, so this may in fact be our be our buddy Kent uh, doing something weird. So who knows? Okay. Meanwhile, in Arkham Asylum, oh boy, <laughs> uh, we we zoom in on a psychologist or psychiatrist at Arkham named Doctor Stoner, who is apparently in in communication with Tython, the bad guy that we saw previously, or, or Typhon, the, the big demon guy that we saw previously. Right. Typhon explains that, that Kent Nelson has, in fact, stolen a boy, and he's desperate. They're both, you know, both he and Nabu are desperate, and so you need to be careful. After getting that, you know, Stoner's like, oh, okay, I guess. And then they're interrupted by, I guess, a nurse or an orderly or something in Arkham, and Stoner sort of, you know, starts walking the halls of Arkham, reflecting on how much he loves all of the crazy people in Arkham. You know, they're all crazy as a, you're all crazy as bed bugs, and that's why I love you. Uh, okay. Yeah, this guy is a psychologist, is a psychiatrist who has um sold his soul to Typhon. It looks like, which is bad times. Listen, he wouldn't be the first, you know. Crazy person, crazy psychologist coming out of Arkham. So uh. it's definitely got a got a track record. I'll say. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> also, pretty sweet Joker cameo in here. Just sort of sitting in his room laughing. Always good to see the Joker. But that's what he do. Exactly. So now we cut to 
the Tower of Fate, where um, where Kent is taking Eric just sort of to meet with Nabu, who is, um, you know, again, incarnated as a big mouth in Kent's old man chest. <laughs> it's real. This part, this stuff's real weird, man. Yeah, an, this is an, pretty, pretty out there. It's an old guy with his shirt off, and... He's talking to Kent, and he's talking to this kid, Eric, about, like, important stuff. Anyhow, eventually, they're like, all right, enough talk, let's do it. And Nabu opens his giant chest mouth and screams giant chest mouth fires at Eric, which flow around him, and suddenly, just like Kent before him back in the 40s, Eric is now fully aged to a buff, naked uh, guy in his early 20s. Um, Let the okay. training begin! <laughs> <laughs> Several weeks later, we cut to Linda sitting in her um, swanky apartment, missing her old soul stepson that she's infatuated with, and it's, it's still remade extremely uncool. Yeah, that's still really weird. But as she weeps, Dr. Fate incarnates at the big window of her, of her apartment. And says, Eric Strauss will be back. <laughs> and then he goes off to fight Typhon. And Typhon's just Godzilla size now. It's awesome. So, Fate and Typhon fight. It's a pretty good Fate fight. Um, yep. This is that, this is quality Fate fighting. It's way up there. Yeah. As they go, basically, you know, it's Eric is Dr. Fate. He's got a big mental, like, di- dialogue of... Um, like, all right, like, I've been trained to be Dr. Fate for a little while now. I hope I can do it. And Nabu appears in his head. Like, all right, like, just give yourself over to me and I'll, we'll fight this guy and I'll be real awesome. Things go okay for a little bit until Typhon suddenly seems to invade Eric's mind. Uh-huh. Sort of clawing him to the brink of insanity. And then Nabu completely abandons Eric. Um, that seems bad. To fall into the mouth of Typhon. And Kent's, really Kent's like, like, you did it. You abandoned him. And Nabu says, you know it's for the best. Huh. And Eric, inst- and so Eric as Dr. Fate is chewed up into the giant maw of Typhon, falling into blackness and the crazy eyes in the interior of Typhon's body. Till finally... A uh, police officer wandering what I, I, I'm going to assume is the same snowy park that we saw young Eric Strauss being forced to play with kids in comes across the naked body of Eric Strauss as he lies in the fetal position saying over and over again, I'm Eric Strauss, Eric, Eric, Eric Strauss, 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 I'm just a little boy, I'm only 10 years old. But even though he's obviously like a grown man, basically. Right. He's a grown crazy man. Hey, that's the best kind. Or at least it is according to Dr. Stoner, who is summoned by the police, uh, scoops up Eric and takes him away to Arkham, where in a padded cell, it's just Eric, Dr. Stoner, and Typhon Mm. digging deep into his mind. And behind the darkened tower, an old man stands over a grave, drops to his knees, and weeps. Mm. And that's the first episode of Dr. Fate. It's awesome. Man, this solo comic's kind of out there, dude. Yeah, man. Well, you know, we got to we gotta get a new fate. We got to get Eric in here. It's trial by fire, you know? It's the only way. 
Yeah, Trial by Fire and Arkham Asylum. That's the that's a solid formula. Insanity's the best kind of fire, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now we move to Doctor Fate number two from August 1987. Asylum. J.M. Mateus, writer, Keith Giffen, artist, Dave Hunt, inker, Anthony Tolan, colorist, Augustin Moss, letterer, Denny O'Neill, editor. So this this issue starts with. Kent just kind of wandering through the um wandering through the Tower of Fate, sort of reflecting on his previous life, sort of as Dr. Fate, basically. Yeah. Talking about how, you know, he became Fate when he was just a kid and he accompanied his father on a uh, exped- on an archaeological expedition to Egypt. Uh, secretly, and I think this might be, you know, this is sort of a retcon thing of how his father was ordered there by the uh, Council of Order, basically. But it was a whole setup of, you know, his father died in the in an accident and left, you know, young Kent alone with the forces, you know, alone with Nabu and eventually aged him up and turned him into um, Dr. Fate, as you do. Right. He kind of, you know, so Kent just kind of spends a lot of time wandering around and being like, oh, like I'm sad because, you know, I spent 40 years as Dr. Fate and I, you know, my wife Inza's dead and I'm feeling sad and blah, blah, blah. Just full of regrets. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Nabu's like, you know, you're you're worried about this too much. We still got stuff we got to do in real life, all right? Death will come soon enough, I assure you. Meanwhile, in Arkham Asylum... <laughs> um, that's, that's never a good transition, it's, ever. It's basically pretty bad. Um, <laughs> you know... Dr. Stoner's basically narr- uh, monologuing over the fetal position, but, you know, straight-jacketed body of, of Eric Strauss, explaining that he's 10 years old and in a bad place, wants to go home as Typhon digs deeper and deeper into his mind. Um, yep. You know, they're sort of, like, pu- putting deep questions to him. They want to know the information. Where's the helmet? Where's the amulet? Where's... The power. Um, clearly, don't have it. Just throwing that out there. Nah. Meanwhile, Linda uh, wakes up from a nightmare and just feels compelled to start driving. She gets in her car and drives north towards Massachusetts, which we happen to know is where, of course, the uh, Tower of Fate is located. Right. Yeah. We go back to, you know, Arkham. Get some more sweet uh, cameos. We got the Joker, Two-Face... One or two other guys. Yeah. Real gross picture of a naked uh, Dr. Boner. uh, Dr. Stoner. Excuse me. Dr. Stoner, (laughs) um, you know, having sacrificed uh, another doctor and making big sacrifices to... And making blood sacrifices to Typhon as well. The two of them merging. The... We see, like sort of a, a gas or, I don't know, some sort of amorphous blob make its way through the hallways of Arkham as it does, like, life force from all the different cells flow out and into this huge mass forming a giant, multi-faced, multi-mouthed monstrosity that surrounds Eric, works his way through t- through his defenses. That seems bad. And eventually... 
as Linda, drawn through psychic, through seemingly like psychic connections, makes her way to sit to the tower of fate, just like randomly driving there to defend Eric. Doctor Doctor uh, Nabu incarnates into Eric again, but unfortunately. Eric has been driven so mad by the constant attacks from Stoner and Typhon, and now this new creature's blob of various inmates. Yeah, basically all the supervillain, all the currently incarnated, incarcerated supervillains of the DC universe, <laughs> um, like attacking him. Doctor Fate manages, you know, Doctor Fate's barely able to to hold his own. He lets out a giant blast. As this happens, there's sort of two different, like, thought bubbles or narration bubbles, I suppose. One is just Eric constantly shouting, like, screaming to give up, to go home, that he's gonna, you know, that they're all gonna die, nothing will ever, and it'll never be safe again. Meanwhile, Nabu shouts to Eric and says, You will be fine if you let me. Linda can't help you. She's gone. She's dead. You can't. It doesn't matter if you can't live without her. I'm your mama now, or whatever. Basically, it's some rough stuff, man. Yeah, but Doctor Fate manages to take out this amorphous blob and then work his way through Arkham, eventually confronting Doctor Stoner. When he does, you know, Doctor Stoner, or sorry, Doctor Fate asks Stoner where Typhon is, and Doctor Stoner has a very simple answer. He had, just as uh, you have entered Eric, just as Typhon has entered me. And we see his now razor-sharp teeth. It's a giant Typhon mouth comes flying out of his head and attacks Dr. Fate. That seems bad. Yeah, the giant mouth starts chewing on Dr. Fate. And as Linda makes her way into the Tower of, into the tower of Fate, and Nabu rejoins Kent and says, like, I had to go or Eric's body would have been destroyed. We've lost! Typhon instead rejoices. He's won. Stoner, possessed by Typhon, puts on the Doctor Fate mask and regalia and as he Uh, does, a giant toothy maw appears beneath the Doctor Fate helmet. That seems really bad. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. I'll say that. Um... Sorry. At the same time, the forces of order confront um, confront Nabu again, and basically saying like, "Hey, like uh, FYI, Nabu, you're being super reckless right now. You've lived <laughs> along the you've lived among the humans too long. You've been separated from the Godhead. You don't serve us. You don't serve order. You're a force of chaos. You should either come back and just play gin with us for the rest of time." <laughs> or you will be kicked out forever. Nabu rejects them, and they basically say, so be it. And as as the forces of order are rejected, Linda shows up and starts talking to Kent, basically saying, um, like, you have to help me find Eric. I know you know where to find him. As she says this, we, we go back to Arkham Asylum, where just through an open door, we get a voiceover. They think they've beaten me. They think I'm useless. That without the helmet and the amulet, I'm no threat to them. They're wrong. As Eric Strauss, now regained of sanity, begins the long walk to Massachusetts. That's going to be really cold. Just hey, throw it out there. It's going to be cold, but it's going to be awesome. <laughs>
All right, so let's go to Dr. Fate number three from September 1987. The cover of this is real cool. It's uh, it's Typhon's mouth, and then inside Typhon's mouth are both a bunch of other mouths, and then Typhonified uh, DC superheroes. There's um, Batman and the Martian Manhunter and Scott Free all with uh, big crazy jaws. It's pretty cool. It's really weird to see Batman with a big crazy Typhon mouth, and also Martian Manhunter. <laughs> it's funny. They got... Uh. so this one's called strangers jm de mateus writer and keith giffen artist dave hunt inker augustin mass letterer anthony tolan colorist danny o'neill editor so bunch of very cool stuff as it's just dr stoner flying through the air with type you know sort of integrating typhon into himself just a whole bunch of like of clouds with giant mouths flying everywhere it looks real neat. Um, we see the mouths sort of flying across the world and messing people up. Like one flies through someone jumping off a building. There's a plane crash. Uh, we see quick Reagan cameo, which is always funny. Uh, and then just a bunch of news articles, uh, like, you know, banner news headlines that seem to be related, like tension mounts in the Middle East and Midtown Sniper kills 20. Just a lot of... Um, like negative things that Typhon and the forces of chaos in general are taking credit for. Mm. It's a real awesome close up of Typhon as Doctor Fate with its with its huge toothy maw going over the Doctor Fate mouth, going over the Doctor Fate helmet, and even his uh, fingers have toothy maws on them. It's real good. <laughs> I mean, if you like toothy maws, toothy maws on things, I know I do. Hey man, I can appreciate a good toothy maw. <laughs> so this takes us to um what the Justice League headquarters where we get one kind of them of, anyway yeah it's the land based one uh, yeah. we see sort of I'd say you know a a pretty decent in terms of um Justice League members like like a decent roster yeah sorry yeah there's um you know Martian Manhunter there's uh, Guy Gardner what the uh, the redheaded uh, Green Lantern with the bowl cut. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mis- weird. Yeah, Mr. Miracle, a.k.a. Uh, Scott Free. And uh, your buddy Batman, Drew. I know you love Batman. Oh, dude. I can't give me enough Batman. Uh, whatever. But <laughs> they also get an, a surprise extra guest. Oh, so sorry. They're kind of talking and saying, like, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Like, the news has been super bleak. Um, and... It's just we we got to figure out a way to 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 fight it, but it's not clear what what's going on. As they try to figure it out, a uh, or like they kind of mention like or they they kind of talk some more stuff um, of like the there's a balance towards chaos and maybe Doctor Fate should be handling this. Like maybe he even called us here, but suddenly they're interrupted by another person who's called them to this meeting. Oh, my favorite dude. Yeah? The Phantom Stranger. Nice. Love the Phantom Stranger, buddy. Yeah. I think at this point he's been retconned in a pretty cool uh, Alan Moore story where he was uh, a conscientious objector in the war between uh, Satan and God Mm. and was sort of cast out of heaven but couldn't find a home in hell. So now he sort of wanders the earth. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And that's the story. I just know if if that, if I just forget if it's, if, if, if it's happened yet already. Right. But so we cut to the Tower of Fate, where basically Linda's getting the uh, the lowdown on this whole Doctor Fate situation from Kent. She's skeptical, I'd say. 
uh, no kidding. Um, and sort of about both what's happened and like what the future is. There's a whole lot of fighting between um, be- between Kent and Nabu and like what kind of life Kent's been forced to lead and whether Eric is um, whether Eric is worth like should be a soldier in this fight or whether he even wants to be. But his haranguing of Nabu is interrupted by Eric himself, who shows up and says, "We can't let chaos win." And Nabu, we get his the giant grinning maw of his torso mouth saying, uh, "Eric, welcome home, son." What? It's awesome. Eric's <laughs> come back to re-enlist in uh, as Doctor Fate as Doctor Fate. Hmm. But in other Doctor Fate news. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Stoner and Typhon as Dr. Fate are flying around. They got a, a whole bunch of mouths. I'm not going to lie to you. He's got, got a hand a, mouth now. Got a big hand mouth. Got a face mouth. And as he lands, the Justice League teleports in front of them. In front of him, basically saying, uh, hey guys. Or, you know, like the the stranger kind of says... The Lords of Order have retreated, but there's others who will fight you and fight the forces of chaos. The war is far from over. And, like, it's funny because we kind of get Stoner and Typhon's interior monologue. And it's funny because Typhon is basically coaching Stoner and how to be a supervillain at this point. Uh-huh. Like, the Phantom Stranger says the war is far from over. And Typhon tells Stoner to laugh hysterically at this. <laughs> Like, be be tough, be whatever. Things get quiet as, or we just hear the internal monologue as we see, like, Batman pointing at, um, pointing at Stoner and being all tough. In response, Stoner, um, manifests a giant mouth, which pukes green, um, a green cloud of Batman with kind of a Uh. shrack. It catches Batman in the upper torso and dissolves him. That's a bad way to go out. There's a pretty awesome picture of um, the Martian Manhunter being like, Batman? And he's saying Batman to just a freestanding leg, to Batman's (laughs) freestanding left leg with green smoke coming off of the stump. Whoa. (laughs) He's just legs. He's just legs. (laughs) (laughs) Um... In response, basically everybody involved now shoots their various beams at Dr. At, uh, Dr. Stoner. He catches it in the chest, and we see all of his bones go flying out of his back. Like, Im- important bones, like his skull and spine and rib cage. Yeah, that seems bad. It's super awesome. Wow. Um, at which point, this would also seem to kill Guy Gardner, from what I can understand. I'm not oh. quite clear on why, on, 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 on when that happens, but uh, the Martian Manhunter says, like, we just saw Guy and Batman die. Uh, but he says he, but the Martian Manhunter says he didn't feel them die. Uh, the, the Phantom Stranger says um, that basically the League aren't worth killing, so he simply sent them back to some other situation. Oh, okay. Uh, the 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 stranger kind of says like the stranger's working at a high at a very at a very high level here basically. Uh huh. He says like you're just here to plant a seed. The rest is up to me. And he tells the rest of the guys to basically go home. Oh jeez. <laughs> like the he says the war between order and chaos works on many levels, Mister Miracle. You belong on your level, and I belong on mine. So he sends them back. And the Phantom Stranger goes to confront 
Dr. Stoner as Typhon. He says, uh, Typhon starts getting very, um, you know, metaphysical. He says, I killed them. And Stranger says, that's not true. And Typhon says, lie is truth. Truth is lies. He's killed all these guys. And the Phantom Stranger has only one response, Drew. What's that? I love you. Uh, that's real weird. Oh, that wacky Phantom Stranger. That's, that's <laughs> real, real weird. So what follows after this is basically a whole bunch of just Linda, Eric, and Kent, and Nabu having a big discussion about um, how they're going to recombine to fight this Dr. Stoner guy. Um, eventually, we see, like... And sort of how they're sort of agreeing to like how they'll merge together, like whether Linda can see, can can take part in the mer, or uh, can stay while Eric gets re-imbued with the power of Nabu and stuff. Uh, okay. Eventually, Nabu agrees to go along with it, even though he previously wanted her to leave. And as Nabu is rejecting it, Eric also, or Kent also says that he know that he knows Linda is important to this process in the same way that his wife Inzo was th- at least theoretically, um, at, at least theoretically part of his uh, an important part of his process as Doctor Fate. Meanwhile, I just want to say this: uh, in, like during this entire process, Nabu is just being a giant jerk, like Nabu. usual. Nabu's awesome, dude. He doesn't care. It's just a big <laughs> mouth and a chest, you know? Uh, he doesn't have this, jerk. He doesn't have the social niceties you and I do with our Mouthy arms jerk. and eyes and not being living in some side not being a mouth living inside some guy's chest. <laughs> so big showdown with the Phantom Stranger and Stoner as Dr. Fate culminates in uh, doc, in a doctor in a stoner, just beating the crap out of the Phantom Stranger, and eventually just ripping his guts out from the inside with bones and teeth flying everywhere. It's pretty Ooh, awesome, like tearing him in half. Yeah, it's cool. It sort of it's, cu- culminates with them on top of the uh, of the Great Pyramid. And Nat and uh, Typhon about to sort of stake his claim as the new Doctor Fate forever, but as he does, he's confronted by another person, and it, he's you know you know Typhon says who is it, and a voice says, "Call me Death, call me Life, call me Man, and more than Man, call me Fate." So awesome! It's Eric, and then Kent and Linda too. They're here to have a big showdown. Oh, it's the final fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, which takes us to Dr. Fate number four from October 1987. Incarnations. J.M. De writer. Keith Giffen artist. Dave Hunt inker. Augustin Mass letterer. Anthony Toller colorist. Denny O'Neill editor. So, Typhon. Oh, he's a giant mouth demon. He's an evil guy. He's yep. got dominion over the world because he's taking over Dr. Fate. His powers are unmatched, or they would be if Eric and then his um, former stepmom and, I guess, old man mentor guy <laughs> has shown up to confront him. I and, mean, yeah, sure. Old man mentor. Why not? Yeah. And he's talking super tough. He's saying, hey, don't don't call me Eric. I'm Dr. Fate. You know, Stoner is basically pretty um amused by this as is typhon like hey man the last time i saw you weren't you just like in a straitjacket, going crazy begging for mercy at my feet 
gibbering to yourself. Yeah, Come a on, lot man. of a lot of gibbering, a lot of whatever. And Eric says, "Ah, you messed up, man, by by breaking me down to my most basic components. Nabu was able to rebuild me to be even stronger, impossibly strong. You have no power here." And Typhon tests this out. He sends a a flurry of chaotic mouths and and mad thoughts over Erica. They sweep through, but it has no no effect. He resists. As he resists, um, at, because he's because he's resisting, Typhon says, "Fine, if I can't destroy your mind, I'll destroy your body." And he swallows Eric deep inside his various dozens of chaos mouths. That also seems really bad. Yeah. <laughs> after he sort of then expels him, with, or after Eric manages to escape. A, to sort of be puked out and sort of a, a bloody gashed force. Uh, Kent Nelson, the former Dr. Fate, confronts him. He runs, he rushes towards Typhon, basically as a diversion, allowing Linda and Kent to meet, to, to run and meet, and, and meet each other together. As the, as Kent is destroyed, is destroyed by Typhon, Linda and Eric embrace <laughs> And despite the protestations of Nabu, his attempts to say, "I will not, pre- I will not prevent, I will not allow this. This can't happen." In a flash of light, both Linda and Eric disappear, and there is only Doctor Fate. Oh, dang! The two of them have merged, and now Doctor Fate stands stronger than ever. Two halves of a personality united into one being the true Dr. Fate. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty rad. Yeah. And luckily for uh, everybody, I guess, or something, (laughs) Typhon basically says, um, yeah, okay, that's fair. He's like, yep, okay, you're super tough. You'd kill me instantly. Uh, I'm going to go. It's fine. I'm just going to, I'm going to go now. I got, I got ten thousand, I got hundreds of thousands of years to win. I'm, I'm peace out. Peace out, y'all. I've been Typhon. <laughs> hey, you want the gross, uh, chewed up body of a uh, Doctor Stoner? Here you go. Here you go. It's gross. It's weird. It's poor, chewed up. What a poor fool. <laughs> so the day one, and I'd say maybe you know, like sort of just the meeting of Eric and Linda and the two of them joining together and stuff is very awesome, but still. Right kind of anticlimactic that Typhon didn't get get murdered, you know? Yeah, but, you know, they got to set up for a recurring villain. Yeah. Yada, yada, blah, blah. It's true. Back at the, um, the trio returns to the Tower of Fate, where Kent asks, where, over the protestations of Eric and Linda, who asked Kent to stay to, like, help teach them to be Dr. Fate, Eric says, you know, you're Dr. Fate now. You've got Nabu, you don't need me. He asks Nabu to let him go, and Kent Nelson dies. We sort of flash ahead to his gravestone. It says, Kent Nelson, no man gave more. Dang. And as Eric and Linda stand above his gravestone and sort of talk about how things will go, they suddenly feel that Dr. Fate has gone. He's been taken from them. What? And then we return to the Halls of Order, where the forces of order, where the masters of order are yelling at Nabu, basically. They try to, they continue saying, like, you need to be purged. You need to be, you know, this farce is over. You've lived among the humans too much. You have to cleanse yourself. And Nabu responds, like, you need to cleanse yourself of your omniscience, 
of your smugness and superiority. He sort of gives your basic, like, you guys might be perfect extra-dimensional ultra beings, but I've met a couple cool, cool humans, and they've got potential for something more than that because they're flawed. That's sort of, you know, your standard yeah, sort of... pretty rad. Yeah, just your standard sort of uh, what Jean-Luc Picard says to Q every Q episode of TNG, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nabu says to go back... And the Lords of Order, again, say, hey, if you go back, that's it. There's no, if you go back to Earth, there's no returning to order. You're going to be on your own. And Nabu says, fine, whatever, and flies off. We cut now to Linda and Eric back at um, their uh, penthouse from, that they shared when they were previously uh, stepson and stepmother. And now, like, body merging co-superheroes, I guess? Their, their relationship still seems pretty weird. They uh, they start to... They almost make out, but Eric says That's... not yet. He's in a weird spot because even though he's got sort of a, tw- a, a body in his 20s, is still very much like a Tom Hanks and Big situation. Like his brain is still a 10-year-old kid. Also, that's his stepmom. That's... Yeah, this is... <sighs> it's kind of uncool. Hey, speaking of things that are uncool, there's a knock at the door. Yeah. And it appears that uh, Nabu has... Uh, possessed the dead body of Kent Nelson. <laughs> oh. And now shows oh. up and says, Hey, it's me, Nabu. We're gonna, I'm gonna teach you how to be Dr. Fate like you wanted, but instead of an old experienced human teaching you, it's just his reincarnated corpse being held, 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 held together by an immortal god being. Oh, no. That's... Hey, call me Kent, buddy. It'll be good times. And so ends the Doctor Fate Volume One miniseries, and this kind of creates a status quo. The next uh, in 1988 is when Doctor Fate Volume Two starts, and that will be a continuing series. It'll go for about four years, about sixty episodes or so. Yeah, Um, maybe halfway through, these guys, uh, uh, Eric and Linda, will be swapped out for. Kent's wife Inza, who's been reincarnated. Mm-hmm. So, oh, nice. So it'll be Lady Doctor Fate, which I think is always nice. That's awesome. You know, DC doing some gender swapping before it was cool, even right. if it was of Doctor Fate, who, let's face it, is not what you'd call a uh, top tier character for better hey, or for man. worse. Hey, I mean, listen, i I have a Doctor I have a Doctor Fate podcast, Drew, but I'm also <laughs> I'm also realistic about his place in the mythology. You know, I'm just saying. Going to get that movie one of these days. Yeah, okay. Dr. Fate can't even make it on the live-action TV shows. He's just... Only his helmet has appeared on, like, on like uh, Constantine one episode. It's so bar- much trash. So he's, much trash talk. I don't understand it. He's barely in the in the Flareoverse, you know? Although he, wasn't, right. he, he was on Smallville, so that's good enough. But yeah. Also, it, Justice League Unlimited. Just saying. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, uh, uh, of course the cartoons. That, that That's a different setup. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. I'm excited for this new chapter in Dr. Fate's life. Actual Dr. Fate comics, Drew. Who would have imagined? Oh, man. <laughs> Finally. After, after our 40-year history of just him being secondary characters in other people's comics. Or, like, <sighs> the fourth story in an anthology comic or something <laughs> like that. Oh, it's a bright day. And, hey, if you'd like to yeah. contact the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email at drfadeaccompli at gmail.com. Remember, that's a comply with two C's ending in an I. Or interact with the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And on our podcast network site at cradaline.com. 
during the week. I'll post a bunch of images from these issues, so keep an eye out. There's some real cool uh, Dr. Fate fighting demon stuff. Uh, demon Dr. Fate, like Typhon possessed Dr. Fate's really awesome. And Just weird demonic mouths. <laughs> yeah, and that smoking Batman leg is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Dr. Fate Accompli is on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, and any other podcatching app. Tune in next week as we'll begin Dr. Fate Volume 2, the regular series for The Good Doctor, as we deal with Fate now being two people in one body as he continues his eternal war against the forces of chaos. Until then, faithful listener, I say, maybe chaos is meant to win the war. But I'd rather stand by man and fight for his chance, his right to make the greater choice, to reach the greater potential. Even if all creation is destined to perish in fire, even if every living thing in the universe sides with chaos and madness and death, I have to go back. Then go, but know that you can never return. My name is Conrad, and for my co-host Drew, this is Dr. Fate Comply. And until next time, keep your helmet polished. <laughs> All right. Good show, Drew. Hey, you know what? I've actually been putting together some texts from these issues. Uh-huh. And it seems like it spells some kind of message or like a spell or something. Is this like a weird thing you found on some website? Dude, you got to watch out for that stuff you get on eBay, man. Listen, I do what I want, all right? <laughs> Anyhow, you want to hear these magic words or not? Yeah, sure. Let's hear all these magic right. words. All right. Magic words. And as I did, I wish you some friends all for me,